Hello, and welcome to Wild Theories. I'm your host, Alex. And I'm Joe, also your host. Uh, for the uninitiated, Wild Theories toes the line between somewhat informational and somewhat game show. The concept is actually pretty simple. Each episode will focus on a specific subject, where each host will bring forth an interesting theory or story relating to that. Each episode will also feature a guest whose job it is to decide at the end of this which one of us supplied the most entertaining food for thought. And the winner will get to decide the topic for the next episode. Today we're talking about haunted film sets. And to help us discuss this, we have our friend Connor. He um, is quite a fan of conspiracy theories. I'm not sure if he's a believer per se, but um, definitely someone who has an interest in reading about them. He's also quite the film buff and has actually, um, I suppose, been part of the film industry himself a little bit. He's okay. made uh, made a short film not that long ago that um, I think I might even have for anyone anyone actually watching this. Going to grab it. I've got a little postcard here. It's oh, called wow. uh, "One Afternoon in the Woods." There Wrote you go. Me a, a lovely little message. Dedicated fans. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, Connor also has a podcast. He's got a podcast where he talks about some of the <laughs> creepier films out there. Did you want to tell us a little bit about that, Connor? I suppose I could do. Thank you. Thank you, Joe and Alex, for, for having oh, you're me. You're very welcome. Um, <clears throat> no problem. We'll have yeah. you anytime. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the podcast. <laughs> that I had a go at, at making was called Arts of Devilry. But I suppose it's mm. either it's either a short-lived podcast or it's on a long hiatus at the moment and could return. But, um, yeah, I spoke with, spoke with uh, Joe a couple, a couple of times for that podcast where we were talking about uh, films that had a a creepy or weird or just interesting story behind the creation of the film. So it was kind of any film that was in itself interesting, but it also had uh, something interesting going on behind the scenes as well. So um, Joe and I talked about both versions of The Wicker Man. Um, we talked about the controversially film. i think the nick cage version might be better joe likes the nick cage version better. It's nick cage. That's right are we gonna are we gonna roll this dice yes i'm gonna roll mine now okay shall i roll a dice to determine who i got a natural first? 20 i got a 20 you're kidding me i'm not joking you i'll show you right this so there's second there's no there's no point in me rolling this unless i also get a 20. <laughs> Yep, that's how the professionals do it, kids. Fourteen. <laughs> oh, that's unreal! I, I'll bring it up to the camera. That's you probably good can't luck. see it. Oh, you 20. could have just turned that around. She could have oh, been like, yeah. oh, twenty. <laughs> Turn it upside down." <laughs> anyway. Okay, okay so well, Alex, yeah, Alex wins the roll. I win the roll. What does that mean? What have you got for us? You go oh, first. I'm going first. Oh, shit. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, is, it, well, is it worth me saying, um, just before we get into your stories, that as Joe mentioned at the start, I, I am interested in conspiracy theories as, uh, <laughs> as, as a subject, but I am mm. a skeptic. Oh, 
Yeah. Um, I am generally a non-believer in 99% of, of conspiracy theories. Obviously, there are those that turn out to be true. But, mm. uh, you know, the further you get outside of the, the realms of reality, the, you know, the more I'm yeah. I'm going to be like, hmm, no. So generally a skeptic. I'll just uh, I'll just point that out. So, well, yeah, I mean, we we as a show, we as a show, we do not endorse any of these conspiracy theories. These, especially are, the flat Earth, they are purely for <laughs> entertainment purposes. I personally believe all of them, but <laughs> yeah. So, um, have you got something new for me to believe here, Alex? Let's convince me. Come on. Well, I'm I'm not going to lie to you guys. When I was looking through, trying to search, <laughs> and obviously you got the normal ones like The Exorcist and stuff like that, where we all hear they're haunted, and we know that's it's a big big story. I was like, nah, mm -hmm. got to find one that's outside the realm. So I got one with a four point three out of ten from IMDb. Um, Wait, hang on a minute. There are IMDb ratings on conspiracy theories, like on on the on the film I picked. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, not the conspiracy theory. God, imagine that. That'd be. That's what we're doing. Um, we need to start a website where we rate conspiracy theories. There you go. Bosh. We need to start including this in our podcast. A rating. A rating. Well, well, I tell the, you the what. Guests can rate it. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. But mm. I picked um, the Ghost of Goodnight Lane uh, as the uh, the film. Uh, it had a quite an interesting story where, oddly enough, there's not so much evidence, but it's the story behind it is quite intriguing so i'll just jump right in so the director of it is i'm not sure how to pronounce the name i apologize alan bajan it's a-l-i-n-b-i-j-a-n so it's is this a, a foreign film um i believe so okay it's just that i've um, you, it's yeah. not a film that i'm familiar with i i hadn't heard yeah, of it I, I don't know this film so none of us have actually watched this film then no. Right. Okay. I've seen a few scenes. I've seen the trailer, um, but basically, this this director is actually one of the few who made this film and actually made like horror films because uh, he was inspired by actual paranormal events he he experienced throughout his life and was like, "This is cool. Let's do this." So um, he actually witnessed this, and the so the premise of the film. Uh, where where did I write it? I wrote it down somewhere. <laughs> um, description of the film. Right, we this go is off and straight from each watch it and then come back in a couple of hours. A couple of hours? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could do a little little fast forward, couldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Or we could pretend. We, we could, could just pretend, pretend we're fast forwarded yeah. and we're like, okay, now we've all watched it. Okay. Credits yeah. rolling. Yeah. Wow. Let, let's... What a God, film. Blimey, what a film. Um... <laughs> that, yeah, that was. Um... Honestly, yeah, I, I'm not sure if I enjoyed that film. God, no, a bit mixed on it. I'd see why know... I got a 4.3. I'd love mm. to know the story yeah. behind it, though. It's more of a 4.1 for me. I'd well, say, lucky yeah. for you, I've got some story of it behind me. Um, right, so the, descri <laughs> the description... What an interestingly constructed sentence. I'm great at <laughs> sentences. So the description of it is when a, the staff inside a renovated film studio finds a co-worker dead one morning, the pieces of a 40-year-old puzzle add, add up to an angry ghost who has let the last person step inside a house. Will they get out alive? So the basic premise is there. There's a studio. It's haunted. People die. Um, pretty basic, if you ask me. Um, but boy, does it get confusing. So the story is behind it. Um, the director, Alan 
we'll call him Alan for simplicity, because I don't know how to pronounce the name. And I'm, yeah, he brought a plot of land uh, that had two buildings on it that used to have a ranch on it back in the late 1800s. Um, it was rumored on this ranch at least five people died on it. Um, he then renovated the two buildings into a massive kind of film studio where he would work, you know, produce stuff, whatnot. However, paranormal events started to happen to him. He started to hear, like, kind of shuffling around corners and inside cabinets and kind of all these weird events, even heavy film equipment moving on its own. And it wasn't just him that witnessed this. It was also uh, fellow colleagues were witnessing these and have vouched for him in the past. It, it seemed to have gone uh, to a point where they had sightings of, like, a, a phantasmal, like, figure around. Like, they would see, like, kind of a ghostly figure um around some corners and as well as hearing shuffling um even one person actually this this is quite cool um went as far as to say they felt an invisible hand harshly slap them across the face which obviously that's a bit like but you gotta think someone's gotta hit him and boy well, it wasn't this, me so this is old what was it? hollywood isn't it this is the old yeah you know the the film set uh that film set haunted, uh, what's you going could, on? You yeah. could do that sort of thing back in the day. Yeah. I, to be honest, and I thought you were going to say the hand slapped someone on the arse. <laughs> now, that's modern day. Oh. That's modern day. <laughs> right, that's modern okay. day stuff. And it ain't a ghost. That's just a creepy director. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, equally scary, but... Mm. Equally terrifying. You never know. There's no, there's no conspiracy there. It's it's um. That's all facts. <laughs> but so yeah. is this. Yeah. Slides five pound over the table. Um, I mean, what? Uh, that's crazy. Um, but no, so so all these events were happening, and uh, it wasn't just the direct. It was also the co-workers that were witnessing these. And they say one person even went as far as to say, "A ghost slapped me across the face." Pretty odd, am I right? Um, and and so yeah. So after this was happening, instead of being like, "I I need to get out of here," um, the director was like, "Nah." I'm going to turn this into a film. And so the actual set they used for the film was the actual studio that was haunted and, and like he, he renovated and converted it to, um, but yeah, so, so he decided literally then there, you know, instead of running, this is my film, this is my set. And he produced and made the film there with, with obviously actors and colleagues as well. But it brings quite an interesting story with like, obviously it's got the typical kind of, Oh, shuffles, seeing a figure. Oh, that's that's not. Hmm. But what really surprises me is um, the the slap, because there's not really many things where like. So this the slap that happens. Um, yeah. Is there like any record of anyone else having witnessed this? As far as I know, no. So it's just like they were alone and the like. They were like alone and, and that's, just that's all we're bash, going with. Yeah. You know, and then it was like I think there's a ghost. Someone slapped me across. But then it's just like if 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 they were alone or in like what if that did happen, what could have caused? I mean, I'm not saying it's it's, it's, it's well, no, it is yeah. true. It is true. Um, but yeah, it's it's um like it's difficult when it's a situation where someone's alone and then they claim yeah. something because then it's like okay. You're either a liar, or you're telling the truth. Or you're telling but we're the never truth. really going to know, are we? Exactly. Because there's no one else that can say that they've seen this. Yeah. You're on a film set. 
but it wasn't filmed. Exactly. But then you and, also have all the coincidence of it, you know, at least true. five people being murdered and other sightings which happened. Like, the sightings that I mentioned all happened before that as well. So they were kind of, like, aware at this point. So they were already, like, this place is, uh, this place is a, bit, haunted. a bit yeah. fucked up, yeah. Um, and and, and let's, let's take, for example, this was for real. And same with the, like, heavy film equipment as well. This goes for that. Say it, we believe them. What could have done that? What could have moved that heavy film equipment if no one was there? What could have slapped that person if if no one was there? An Nothing. Extremely strong breeze. I was, I, yeah, but you would feel that. When, like you would be like, ah, oh, that's a breeze. You wouldn't be like, damn, someone's hands just come striking across my face. Core blimey. Have we ever considered the fact that like these ghosts? Maybe they're not actually ghosts, but they're just people that have figured out how to become invisible. You know, like the Invisible Man. <laughs> Like uh, and they're just going around like, like an invisibility people, cloak. I mean, the to be fair, them. if if I was say I discovered invisibility, which I am quite close to doing, as we all you know, you do that, right? You, I, I would a hundred percent do that. I mean, I'm not to like you know take credit away from my story, but let's be honest here. If you could, there's definitely a few people you would go up to them and go, <laughs> and and slap. Not even like beat the crap out. You just slap to mess with them and bugger off and be like, hey, hey, hey. That's the thing, or like, we're going, we're starting to go off topic here, but like, in terms of superpowers, I feel like invisibility is like the dirtiest one, right? Like, it's the oh, one, it's, it's definitely it's the one the that everyone's, it's the pervert's power for, for sure. Yeah. yeah, it's the one where everyone would be like, yeah, it'd be kind of great to be invisible, mm. but also, like, you'd have this weird kind of, oh yeah, oh, you know, potential my, my... to do do creepy stuff. My favorite superpower. <laughs> Is done it invisible, and like no, for imagine any creepy reason. <laughs> but imagine if you're in a relationship of someone that can be invisible, and no matter where you go, they might be there. Oh, I think my my personal Your lonely life. My personal pervert power of choice would be <laughs> um, being able to pause time. Rather than invisibility, oh, I do. Just... I do have one quick question. Mm. Why are we now on super pervert superpowers? I, I don't know. I don't know, but I want to. I want to know. I kind of want to know wants... more, but like why, at the same yeah. time, this is like, how the hell did we get here? <laughs> but by all means, Connor, continue, please. I'm interested to hear about your pervert uh, time stopping. This is how we know this is a natural conversation. This is not. This is not a scripted show. Oh, yeah. we're going off. We say what we feel. Okay, because everything I've said so far has been quite tightly scripted, so uh, <laughs> it's okay to go off. Off, is it? Okay. Um, I don't know. I just think um, invisibility. That sort of it requires quite a lot of effort because you have to sneak around and you're not being careful not to make too much noise and that kind of thing. But if you could just pause time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's practically useful. Uh, you know, it's got this practical yeah. sense of like, oh no, I'm running late. Pause time. No, I'm not. But also, done. You sort of walk past someone on the street, and and you just glance. The the most you can look at someone in public that you don't know without seeming weird is a brief glance like this. But if you could pause time, you <laughs> yeah. could just go up to them and be like. Mm, 
get a close inspection. Yeah. <laughs> get your magnifying oh, glass out and be like, cool. Yeah. Damn. What a set. <laughs> I, mean, I hated saying that. You do, you do I'm raise, sorry. I'm you, sorry. You do raise a good point, kind of trying to get back into the conversation here a little bit, though. Uh, invisibility would, like, stopping time would achieve the same thing in terms of if you were trying to haunt someone because you could stop time, slap them, yeah, I mean, leave, yeah. leave and they wouldn't even start time again. And as far as they're aware, like nothing, no okay. one's there. They've just mm. been slapped. But in that situation, so, yeah. would they like see nothing and feel the slap, or would they like see like a flash of you as like as if time's like sped up for like that person, like gone like that, and you, you just the, see someone I don't very know the mechanics. Uh, I'm not a time scientist. Well, we need to find one. Get him on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, so bring any, in... any time scientists out there, you um, come come join us. Alex Jones, let us know what you think. <laughs> well, clearly you're turning the frogs gay. That's that's what you're going to do if you keep keep freezing time. Hell yeah. So bringing this background, Alex, mm. did the did this director Alan Alan what's his yes. face? So he's making this. He's making this film that's a ghost story film on a set yeah. that is supposedly haunted. Yes. Did he sort of... Um, do you know if he's kind of changed the direction of the film to suit the haunting? Did that influence it? Or was it just a coincidence oh. he was making a spooky film and then it was spooky behind so, the scenes? Originally, the the set of the film was just a studio. It wasn't set to be a film at all. The entire thing was not even a concept when he brought the studio and converted it. So he had the studio, he was working there and then these hauntings, these kind of events started happening. And he was like, you know what? Instead of like normal people would do, they would like leave. He was like, you know what? I can make a film out of this. So it seems like quite a cool story of, right. There's a haunted studio of people that work there. That's actually happening. And so we used the like actual events that was happening to influence and basically create the film. Right. Okay. Hmm. So the film came like kind of after the hauntings, so okay. the film was like a kind of product of it, I suppose. Yeah. So the the aspect of believability here is whether or not the it was actually haunted, or if they were just a sort of um, drunk crew, crazy sort of yeah yeah drunk mad uh, crew maybe uh, Hollywood of, man or, or just lying because that that's it another option be. here that. The yeah, the stuff about the Exorcist was all it sells, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it, it was it was literally yeah. part of the marketing campaign that that mm. they sort of spun the story of like creepy stuff happened on set, and then they spliced in a a single frame uh, into the film of the, the scary face, and then they claimed we don't we no one did that, we don't even know how that got there. It's just part of. And it was all mm. very intentional, but it was just part of the part like of the marketing campaign. Story, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that is yeah, a potential I mean, angle here. That to they be just fair, said, if, yeah, you know, you're if trying they did to... it, it would be quite a cool campaign, like a marketing. It would yeah. it would sell, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. oh yeah, this was an actual like haunting. Let's make it into a film. But yeah, I mean, there's been a number of horror films that have um, done this over yeah. the years, where they've tried to make it seem as though you know that it was somehow haunted when they were filming because it just sort of adds an extra mystique to it it makes it yeah. feel that much more dangerous to watch yeah, yeah. 
I think the Exorcist definitely did that, and then probably, probably the sort of the Conjuring the, more recently. The Ghost of Goodnight Lane also did that. Oh, really? <laughs> um, Just a bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, I suppose the Blair Witch Project is like, um, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. literally the whole the whole yeah. concept of the Blair Witch Project, isn't it? Like, I mean, it is, it is quite a creative marketing solution because it, it sells the idea of... Because obviously you can go into like a horror film and be like, it's just a film. What's what's so, It's all fake. But then if it sells a thing, I'm like, no, this some of this stuff actually wasn't us. We didn't do like the scary face and the exorcist. It's like, yeah, we didn't do that. That was just there. But we decided mm. we'll, we'll take the opportunity and we'll include it in the film. That kind of sells it as being this was actually genuinely haunted this was like an actual ghost yeah this was it's creepy. like the it's like the um based on a true story mm. type thing and where you end up finding out the story it's based on is like <laughs> almost entirely different <laughs> yeah they've taken like this the name of the person yeah. and the place where they lived and that's about it yeah it's like <laughs> yeah you know but then they can be like, yeah, it's true. And then somehow the fact that you they make you believe that the story is actually based on something that really happened makes it that much scarier. Yeah. So, yeah. Personally, I yeah. I don't I mean, buy here's it. A th- here's the thing. I, I quite like ghost stories. But I'm trying to win here. So, of course, I'm not going to Yeah, of course, it. you're going to mm. say that. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. I mean, personally, com- coming from... I, I'd not really experienced, but I quite like ghost stories. Not so much as in, like, I believe every single one. I'm a believer in ghosts. More of, like, I find them interesting because I often, oftentimes, not all the times, find myself looking on the good side of people and thinking they're telling the truth. And then I get to think, okay, well, if they are telling the truth, how did this happen? And, like, like you, you Joe, we've talked about this in the past. We, we like, kind of you come up with kind of like ideas of what it could be like, Oh, it's just this it's, and like literally coming in with logic and science. And I agree with that. Like, yeah, you should, but then, and then it's like with this, it's this kind of story. You add that in. It's like, okay, well, what could have moved that heavy film equipment? What could have, what could have slapped that guy in the face? And it is, it can come down to a thing, but maybe they were just lying and selling it for marketing. Well, maybe, maybe they were, but, but what mm. if, what if they weren't, what if they weren't, what if, he was telling mm. the truth, and this actually happened. What what logical thing could have happened that did this? And there's not really an answer, really. Like a gust of wind moving a heavy camera. Like I I doubt that very much. It must have been a bloody strong wind. You know, like what, know. what could I, it be? I, I still go by the wind theory here. I think it's it's sound. Um, could it could it be magnets? <laughs> magnets. Sure, yeah. you'd have to have some strong magnets, um, and that would be like an elaborate prank. Some kind of magnetism. It? I feel like <laughs> no. Yeah, with with ghost stories and and people that have had these uh, sort of experiences of of seeing ghosts and things, my my sort of general feeling is that I don't think that most. I think some people are just just lying, just um, you know, to, to get a good a good story. Yeah. But I think the vast majority of people aren't lying about uh, an experience they've had. I just think that we the they human brain it. is just too fallible we we can't really understand a lot of experiences that that we have um and so i think it there's just um it it like i think 
these, most of these people are telling the truth as best they can to explain the experience yeah. that they had but we don't really we can't really ascertain it's what like, the truth actually it's is. like something happened and their mind couldn't actually comprehend or understand yeah. what it was so yeah. they're kind of or like like if something very super scientific happened then you're just like like, like think if like someone from the medieval times saw a black hole they'd be like holy crap god god is god is pissed <laughs> when in reality we can sit there now and go nah mate that's a black hole we're all gonna die <laughs> as we get we're sucked all, up these but, days we're know. all very casual about black holes the word coincidence and and uh, what a coincidence is as a uh hmm as an idea i think is quite a big thing in conspiracism in general because mm. you you quite often hear um conspiratorial it can't be a coincidence can yes. it yeah that's a big yeah. thing you often hear people say um very conspiratorial people sometimes say things like there is no such thing as coincidence like they have this mm, mindset yes. that everything is connected nothing happens by accident everything's kind of where you know whether it's sort of a paranormal or supernatural thing or if it's like the powers that be that are arranging everything behind the curtain and it does kind of annoy me that is something where i'm like yeah coincidences do absolutely exist they're They're, part of the random chaotic nature of of human beings and i think wanting to believe that they don't exist is kind of yeah it's sort of a putting order to chaos uh mentality that's sort of i think is a comfort to a lot of people where you sort mm. of yeah, pretend definitely. that uh there's a reason to everything where whereas i i believe that a lot of things are just random and chaotic and they don't I mean, have any reason behind he, them and it's kind of he's... slightly unnerving to to accept that yeah. i think I mean, it with that, I kind of think that not only is that it's like kind of half right, half wrong. I I do believe everything is connected, but there is so much to connect, and there's so much going on that it is kind of this harmonious kind of chaos is going around with coincidences, and that's what happens. Like, yeah, everything is connected. This happened because of this, and this happened because of this, because it's happened so often and so much. It's like. Yeah, well, this happened that caused this to happen, that caused this to happen, that unfortunately caused a massive earthquake to happen and, and killed an orphanage full of children. You know, it's sad for the children, but, you know, coincidence, and it's too much, you can't predict that, and it's just random chaos, and unfortunately that happens. Like, you, you can see it in certain, like, stories with, I mean, I've, I've got no examples on hand because I didn't prepare, but, like, you can see it sometimes happening where you're like, oh, what, what caused this horrible event? It's like, well coincidence it was just a coincidence that they did this and that led to that fault they ignored that safety procedure and that led to that and that caused the whole thing to like erupt in flames like it's a kind of harmonious chaos at the set like with it so i suppose a, a sort of theory that we're forming here is that coincidences exist and so do connections and the connections mm. therein may make it seem like there was no coincidence are we onto mm. something here? You kind of can't. Should we be writing this down? Rationalize it. Probably. We should okay, probably we'll be talking about it. this to like NASA. But like, there's so much like you. It's so much coincidence. You can't kind of. It's like we don't know enough to predict yeah. everything, or um, there's too much of everything. It takes way too long. Too much time. There's no point yeah. in even trying. It, it's to, like by the time you do, it happens. Life is like a, a billion-sided dice. 
Literally. And, you know, we're, getting, we're getting deep it, here now, lads. And they're rolling That's one it. hell of a D&D game. Oh, it's just chaos. Who knows what's going to happen. Just like D&D, yeah. I got a four. A, a phrase that really annoys me is um, when people say everything happens for a reason. Uh, that I find that really annoying. You know, fuck off with that. Give give me the F-bomb of the episode. and uh, <laughs> I think he deserves it, to be fair. You know, yeah. I think we've already had a few, but yeah, okay. sure. Well, mine's, the rest. Mine's, the, <laughs> mine's the unbleaked one. Yeah. Okay. But All right. So going into my story then. Okay. No, we're not done talking here. yet. Drop coincidence. <laughs> um, so it all revolves around uh, the body of this woman that was found. I believe there was a Netflix documentary about this, actually. So the girl's called, um, I think, Elisa Lamb. Is right. this the and her um, body? Is this the lady in the hotel? The Cecil Hotel. Okay. Yeah. 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 So this I don't know the story. Just for context, you wa- I'm familiar with this one, uh, okay. and I believe I have watched the Netflix. Um, was, was it a thing where there was like three or four episodes? Yeah, it was like a documentary series. Yes. I believe I have I have watched that, but n- not okay. recently. I, I'm unfamiliar with this entirely. Okay. Okay. So we should have two in- In fact, contrasting opinions, maybe then. I think... Yeah, Joe, but I don't get the vote. I think... Way a while ago now, before Netflix made this documentary about it, I think I brought this up to you once. Probably could have been like a couple of years ago now at the plaza as this weird, like, have you heard of this thing? So it's kind of like yeah, so- a full circle coming back back to me now. So this happened yeah. in about 2013. And cool. it's mostly became famous because there was this CCTV footage of her in an elevator acting really weirdly. Mm. Or a lift, like as pressing, we'd say. pressing, right. yeah, pressing all the buttons. Um, Let me have a look at this. What was it called? And then she's sort of like peering out of the elevator as though she's maybe trying to run away from someone, uh, but no one's there. Yeah. What was this called? So the, the names, her name's Elisa Lamb. So probably if you put it into YouTube elevator, it'll probably come up. CCTV. Yeah, footage. I. So that uh... was that was the last time she was seen alive. Is in that elevator. No one really knows how she wound up where she did after that jesus i'm gonna quickly watch the video because i'm interested yeah just quickly yeah, you, watch yeah, the watch entire the just watch all four episodes of the documentary story. yeah I'll, I'll be right back guys <laughs> so um yeah there's a connection between this and a film okay i was the just film... starting to wonder is there a film as so i was hoping yeah. that there was right so the the hotel that this happened in was called the Cecil Hotel, mm-hmm. and somehow she wound up inside a water tank on the roof of the building. Yeah, of no the one, hotel. Yeah, no one really knows how she got there, why. Um, but what kind of gets really weird about it is there is what was originally a short story uh, written by a man called uh, Koji Suzuki called floating yeah. water so that was that was written in 1996 and then there was a film adaption in japan called dark water which came out in 2002 and then an american adaption of that film in 2005 and it's just a lot of similarities between these two things so um oh, that's that's scary i just read like the kind of 
thing of it, like how they actually noticed the body was from people finding out, like they would take their tap water and they were mm. like, this tastes funny. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's so, grim. So she I'm was start by, by in the in the water. In the was, water tank. Yeah. They didn't find her for like a week. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the film Dark Water, the basic, I'm going to just give you a really basic run through of the plot and some of the things that happen in there. So a woman named Dahlia moves into a new apartment in a pretty dilapidated complex mm. with a daughter who's called Cecilia. Already a bit weird, sort of Cecilia, Cecil sounds, Hotel, yeah, pretty similar name. Yeah, I remember uh, shortly in, after... in the documentary, they are always pronouncing it Cecil. And I was like, is yeah, that Cecil? Cecil? Is that just Hotel. a weird, a weird American Cecil. way of saying Cecil? I don't know. I've been okay. saying Cecil because that's what I've, I've yeah. heard, right? Okay. Um, but yeah, so shortly after moving in, um, the bedroom ceiling begins to sort of leak like a murky dark water. This is in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out the apartment above them is flooded. Um, so they get get that sorted out, ceiling patched up, but the leak comes back. Um Dahlia and her daughter start to get sort of haunted by the ghosts of the people that lived above. And um, her daughter, Cecilia, starts talking to an imaginary friend. There's quite a few scenes in this film that take place in an elevator, mm-hmm. including scenes right. where um, the elevator's not working, which is like eerily similar to the so, elevator CCTV yeah. footage. Looking she's like clicking all the buttons, but nothing's happening. The whole story in the film culminates with um, the woman Dahlia finds the body of the girl who lived upstairs in the water tank on the roof of this apartment complex, just like how Elisa Lam wound up. Mm. The Cecil Hotel, I believe, began its um, story also as an apartment complex. So oh, it was right. a hotel at times, but it was also apartments at times. Uh, it's got a really weird history. Um, some pretty horrific people have spent time there, including yeah. um, um, the, the Night Stalker, Richard yeah. Ramirez. Yeah. There was also another serial killer who spent time there as well. Um, there's, there's like... Um, stories about uh one of the things i thought was interesting until i read more into it was about apparently the um the black dahlia uh, spent some time there and then it was like oh that's weird the woman in the film's called dahlia as well turns out there's no evidence that the black dahlia ever visited the place it's perfectly right. possible that she could have because she was in the area at the time right but yeah i mean that's up for a matter of opinion there's no fact in that right um but yeah, this obviously the story of Elisa Lam. Um, what we know happens was that she was staying alone in this hotel. According to the manager, uh, she was acting kind of weird. She was being quite disruptive. Um, apparently, leaving notes for people, telling them to go home or go away. She would kind of like lock the door and then ask people for a password before she'd let them in. Um, she also apparently went to like a live taping of an episode of Conan where she was, oh, really? uh, kicked, 
kicked off the premises for disruptive behavior. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so that was kind of in the days leading up to what happens. The day of, um, we know she went to a bookstore mm. where the person that was working there said she seemed perfectly normal, quite outgoing, very friendly. And then after that, we see her in the, her, the elevator. That's not at night, by the way. Most people seem to think it's at night, but at that elevator scene um, of the footage okay. there it was during the day, I think in the wow. afternoon. Mm. And yeah, we don't see her after that. So what exactly transpired after mm. that is up for debate. Um, there are some possibilities that are probably more likely than anything else. Um, she did have, she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression. She was on medication and they did find when they did a tox, uh, toxicology on her that she was under medicating. So right. it's possible it could have been she was having some form of episode and accidentally fell in or maybe she committed suicide in this way the the theory that i want to put forward was something that i kind of started to think of like maybe it could be this when i was reading about it was what if um she watched this film or perhaps whoever murdered her watched this film and decided that this was going to be the way that she would die, that it would somehow replicate the film. So Either she was committing suicide and she she wanted to kind of reenact a film that she really liked, or a book. I mean, she went to a bookstore. What this film the... did originate as a short story. Hmm. Um, or the perhaps, the, yeah, the person that murdered her. Did it come out yeah. before? It came out, obviously, before this yeah. death. And yeah. what, yeah, what was like, the name of the film? Uh, Dark Water. Dark water. Okay, okay. So I just yeah. keep it up. Yeah. Came out a good, good few years. Oh, okay. Uh, before this happens. I mean, maybe. Hmm. I mean, it's you definitely bring a point into that. Like some people, like right, we, we see it with like uh, obviously we, she had some mental issues, uh, and you hear about it as well with a lot of like serial killers. You find out they had like rough childhoods or they they had mental issues. Some people get fixated on like films and stuff like that. Like you know. And they fixate on it, and sometimes it's a, a kind of escape for them, and sometimes they just really like what it is, and that can happen in normal. Yeah, as well. I mean, as morbid Maybe. as it is, if she was intending to commit suicide, perhaps she just decided she wanted to do it in this really specific and interesting way, yeah, so people would talk like, about it. You know what? If I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out the way I want to go out. Because there's some other honest. like it's also really weird that in the water tank she's completely naked. Um, there's no sign of like physical trauma, no sign of any kind of sexual assault. The mm. clothes are in the tank as well, but she's mm. not wearing so, them. So like she got in and then took them off. Or took her clothes off and threw them in and then jumped in. I don't know. Mm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting idea no that she, really she could have seen that film or, or read that short story. I think an, another... interesting. Another sort of possibility is not that she... Is that she did see that film uh, or, or read that short story, but not that she sort of consciously decided that she wanted to do that. But it could have been that that story was just kind of rumbling around in her subconscious uh, mm. and wasn't part yeah. of any active decision that she made, but it was kind of something that she was in a distressed state. Um, 
and it kind uh, of just and kind of having a mental health crisis and and something about that was in her subconscious but i guess it would kind of yeah. it could be like kind of the thing like you know when you're panicking and then you kind of your subconscious brain works you're like oh idea and obviously you bring up the issue yeah it could possibly be a murder it could yeah but to me anyway murder is a possibility but it seems more likely that it was a suicide i totally agree mm. yeah it seems like whether the the question is whether it was accidental or not, I yeah. think I think it's on uh, purpose. I th- yeah, or I think it's, it's a split. Hard to tell, isn't it? The thing is with with certain things like psychosis and and say you end up getting like bipolar and like or, or, or like stuff like that, um, like BPD stuff like that, split personality disorder, you can you can disagree and agree with yourself at the same time you can be there like i want to kill myself but also be there like no no i don't so it could Mm. be a murder in the sense she killed herself but a different version of herself killed herself that's that's where it gets tricky with mental illness because you can go you can go right into this hole of it was them but it also wasn't them it was a split Mm. yeah right down the middle i i think man i got i i got this episode dark now yes you did <laughs> yes you did i think but honestly i'm loving it she definitely uh, the me personally i think the um the likelihood of that she was murdered is is very very small um <coughs> and in terms of her obviously her own actions resulted in in her death is, is what i think but as to whether uh, it was intentional that she wanted to kill herself or kind of accidental. I'd be leaning towards accidental because I think that she mm. was just in the throes of a, a mental health crisis and it was just paranoia uh, was, was yeah, uh, taken yeah, over. That's another aspect of And I, I can imagine uh, you, you sort of are in such a paranoid state that you for some reason think your best option is to kind of take all your clothes mm. off and throw them in and then you kind of suddenly... Uh, yeah, I especially if kind you're of, under medicating. Yeah, uh, why? Obviously, we don't know why she might have thought that was a, a good idea, or like somewhere that she might be safe to jump in. He see, in a tank. that's where it comes in quite. I in certain therapy and and like comfort measures, one of the most popular ones is to actually either like have a nice relaxing bath or to go for a swim. That that is one of the things like, a lot of people do to calm down. They like to like be in water. They will like submerge themselves or will go for a swim. Maybe maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe what we saw at the beginning was maybe because of the under medication was maybe like a kind of start of psychosis. Like because you know it's got to start at some point where you go right there. You got psychosis. You're experienced psychosis. Hmm. Obviously, I'm fixated on this psychosis thing because that's what it looks like to me. It, I could yeah. be completely wrong, but if that was the case, that would explain why she's suddenly freaking out, because this is a whole new thing that she's going across, and maybe she's, because obviously she's been depressed, I'm assuming she obviously went to the doctors, got medication for it, which she did, and probably had a few therapy sessions, maybe a few counselling sessions as well, maybe one of the the methods they taught her to help calm herself down and relax was swimming, having a nice relaxing bath, relaxing, trying to like submerge herself in water so maybe she was like ah ball at the top hmm. well i think to wrap this up this this um God, it's gone on a while, story it? to, to to bring it back here 
the theory that I was putting forward wasn't really about how she died, but whether or not death was inspired by this film. Mm. So, um, considering yeah. these 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 two theories put forward to you, Connor, which so you 20, 20, 20 pound under the table. So this this isn't um, fifty quid. So, so my judgment isn't based on which I find the most believable, but just on mm. the most entertaining, interesting one. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. I would assume I, yeah. a certain amount of believability might make it more entertaining. I, I won't lie. Okay. I, I'm not going to lie. I think, yeah, I would vote for Joe. I <laughs> Me think, and myself, I'd vote for Joe's story. I think on this occasion, I'm going to have to go with Joe. Yeah, I, I I'm not and gonna lie, mate. You picked a a really good topic. I won't lie. The uh, dark. Water. Maybe next time, Alex. Maybe next time. <sighs> so that's uh, me at one point, and Alex at Alex. What are you at? Zero. Uh. <laughs> Slides fifty quid over to Connor. But maybe <laughs> maybe you've still got a chance here if if. Oh, probably not, but I'll give it a go. If the gods are on your side, if Connor's questions are perfectly directed, are oh, you completely related to my personality? Which Connor, do you yeah, do you we'll have see. a couple of questions for us, or um, at least one? Okay, my 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 first one is um, so we're keeping in the realms of cursed films. Obviously, there's quite a famous documentary mm. about the kind of behind the scenes making of of uh a film that's sometimes described as one of these cursed films but the documentary is called room 237 my question for you is what film is room 237 about i saw that i saw that i don't i've seen that film yeah well, this, does that have um samuel jackson in it or am i thinking of a completely different film I'm room two three seven. I'm not sure what, what you're thinking. No googling, Joe. No googling. <laughs> I see you over there. Wait. So you want you want to know what's the name of like the hotel? No. So the documentary is called Room Two Three Seven. Two Three Seven. What the documentary the is about oh, a film. Yeah, is the film? I know exactly what it's about. Okay. I know exactly. Well, I'm glad. I was you thinking. Did. I was thinking about something completely different. There. I, I was thinking I've about seen the film. documentary. I know what you're on about. I've seen the documentary. Shall I? Shall I just say it then, Alex? I. Shall I just? I'm, I'm horrible with remembering stuff. Yeah, yeah. Go for it, mate. I know nothing. Shrek. <laughs> no, the Damn Shining. It! it is the Shining. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm horrible with remembering. But also, stuff. people are going to be sad. They're like, "How did he get sick?" <laughs> you should have at least guessed something, just on the off chance. If I was going to guess anything, it probably would have been like I don't know, Thomas the Tank Engine movie or something. Like, oh. let's be honest. Oh wow! Or, I or had genuinely Shrek. no idea. Or Shrek. Or Shrek. I had. But you. I've seen of... the documentary. I really enjoyed it, but I. I... Wait. So you've seen the documentary, but you don't know what yeah. film it was about. <laughs> No, I know, I know what film it's about. I just can't oh. remember the name. Oh, okay, right, right. Because okay. <laughs> I'm horrible with remembering like specific things. So I'm like, ah, uh, okay. Because I remember watching it. It was a while ago. I watched it. and I found it very enjoyable and very informative. But <laughs> well, Alex, I'm I'm afraid I've won 
two points. So that's wait two. Oh, I, I mean, Joe's no no coming back from that. Man. I don't know can if I you swear? can trust this system that Joe himself has invented. And yeah, he's, you know, he's invented doing, this. Yeah, and he's doing so well. Oh, oh I come mean, on, it, guys. it feels like a rigged system. I I don't know. About yeah. That. Well, thank you, everyone, or anyone for uh, listening today to wild theories thank you connor for joining us thank and you we'll very see much. you in right. episode two so yeah no worries no worries casual casual yeah